Hello. Hey. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Delayed Effect. Welcome back. Welcome to Delayed Effect. Yes? <laughs> kind of been here, kind of haven't been here. You know? And holy shit. It has been a minute since I've been here. <laughs> um... Yeah, so this is actually the second time I've recorded said episode because I had it going. I, I was sitting here on my floor, and I'm like, well, my laptop's right here, and I just used that. I completely forgot that the reason I got the Mac in the first place, aside from the fact that it's just a better piece of equipment for mixing, um, my laptop is a piece of shit and likes to take one quite often, so... About a half hour into recording. There it went. Just gone. <laughs> oh, God, that's annoying. Um, everything I had talked about up to that point just crashed and did not apparently save the fucking data. So here I am again. Take two. <laughs> As if you haven't had to wait long enough for this, you know? Oh, well. So, my God. So much has gone on since um, October when I recorded Chapter 30. Oh, dear. Um, well, first and foremost, I no longer am recording from the Pack Shack. Um, as a matter of fact, the, uh, the Pack Shack Shed Room has been officially retired because we have moved. The, the family that I lived with uh, decided to get a bigger house about 30 minutes south of where we lived before, which was just outside of Seattle, in a little city called Puyallup. <laughs> and uh, yeah, good luck um, spelling that and pronouncing it when you see it because it does not look like it sounds. <laughs> Nor does it sound like it looks. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I, I never would have thought of that before, but, you know, because when I was a kid, I used to come up and visit uh, Puyallup for the fair that they had every year. And it was just the Puyallup Fair, you know. Like, oh, okay, Puyallup Fair, sure. And now they call it the Washington State Fair, which don't say that to anybody in Puyallup because apparently that's enough to get killed. Um, even though it's still it's just blasted everywhere. Washington State Fair, Washington State Fair. They're like, no, it's still the Puyallup Fair. Don't care what you say. I don't know. It, I mean, hey, it's a big enough deal that Washington decided it. It's good enough to represent the whole state, but you know, that's a that's a line you do not cross here. So, um, it's it's awesome though. Yeah, the the pack shack is gone for good, thankfully, <laughs> uh, because in 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 uh, in something that I can't think of out of the the good golly, I don't know where my brain just went. Fuck. Can you tell it's been a while since I've let a stream of consciousness flow into a microphone? <laughs> uh, so they, they moved and were kind enough to 
make sure that the next place they got had a space for me. And I guess because I was so willingly taking the smallest amount of space possible in the shed, I have obtained the largest amount of space possible in the house. So the whole downstairs is mine. The bedroom itself is probably about seven, eight times that of the portion of the shed that I lived in. And then about two to three times that is the size of the living room that accompanies it. And there's a set of French doors that goes out to the hallway. So I kind of have my privacy. Now there's a bathroom next to my living space, which I share with the uh, teenager that lives in the bedroom across the hall. That's a small price to pay, but we're the only ones that use the bathroom. So that's awesome. It's not one bathroom used by seven fucking people. It's uh, just one by two. And bless him. He's very clean. <laughs> Which is nice. Uh, God. So much has gone on. Um, what's funny is the night that we moved, I had actually recorded an episode on my phone explaining what's going on. But also, because the exact same night, I uh, worked another live gig. I think I talked about the first one I did before. This one was for a tribute to The Last Waltz, which was an amazing show that was put on uh, back in the 70s, I think it was, by the band, which the band's name was The Band. They were the mainly the backing band for Bob Dylan for a long time. And they branched out on their own, and this was their very last show, hence the name The Last Waltz. So, I mean, they had a, a fuck ton of people come and show up. You know, they had Bob Dylan himself, you know, Eric Clapton, Muddy Waters, Joni Mitchell, um, God, who else? Neil Young, Neil Diamond, Jesus, uh, uh, Rick Danko, like all these people showed up. Uh, to help pay tribute to this band, you know, to help, you know, kick off their last waltz and, you know, go out with a bang. So these guys, these local musicians, and they're local in the sense that um, they, <laughs> they have real jobs, <laughs> and then uh, music is their side gig that they do for fun. They, once a year, they've been doing this for like three, three or four years, I think, they put on this show that is just an exact replica of The Last Waltz, and it's really fucking cool. And my, my teacher up at the studio was in it. Uh, not only were we there recording it, but he was actually performing, too. He, I think he played like two or three songs. Uh, he did the harmonica, or the harp, as they call it. And uh, one of them he sang, too, and Jesus Christ, dude's got some pipes on him. I mean, I've heard him, like, sing a few bars and everything in the studio, but, like, when he's actually performing, he's, oh, man. <laughs> he's, like, everything I want to be. Um, yeah, he's he's really talented. Uh, so that was cool because uh, he admitted to me that he had the peace of mind that he could, you know, go up and check on, you know, what's going on backstage. He could go up and perform, go sit with his family, and he knew that the recording was being handled. He trusted me. And granted, that's all I was doing was recording. Like, nothing else. <laughs> One of the other engineers was there, you know, fucking with the levels and everything, making sure that the, the not, not the monitors for the people on stage, that was all um, worked by a different console that was backstage. But the other engineer that was with us was 
taking care of the levels for the recording. So you know, I had to tell him, hey, this is spiking a little bit or this needs to be bumped up. And he would adjust it accordingly. So, I mean, that was fun. We did that for three and a half hours and the whole thing was completely free. Any proceeds that were accumulated went towards a charity that I think is a f food drive for kids, like homeless kids or something like that. Um, it's a great program. And yeah, the entire thing was for that. Like my teacher's not even getting paid to mix it. <laughs> so it's become homework projects for us. And not, not really homework per se, but uh, classwork projects for when we're there. And that's pretty fun. But um, it's pretty crazy. The, uh, the main core band is the, I think it's the drummer, the bass player, uh, the guitarist, and the two keys. There's like an organ and a, like I think there's like a Hammond and then just like a set of keys, like a Roland keyboard or something like that. Um, and that's it, those five guys. And then like they had guests come in to fill in all the roles of the guests that did so in the actual last waltz. So I mean, it's, it's really cool. And yeah, we recorded the whole thing and then you know we packed up, went back to the studio about two o'clock in the morning. I started heading home, but heading home wasn't going home. Like, so I left the old house. You know, I helped them pack up the truck that morning. I got all my shit packed in and helped them with some of their stuff, and then I had to go do the gig. Then that night, I drove back to the new house. <laughs> so I left old home and went to new home, although admittedly, on the way back, I stopped at the old house because I still had my key because I had to pee really bad. So I'm like, well, I got the key. Let's do this. And it was really weird because the house was empty, like not just empty of people, but furniture. <laughs> That's so weird. It's kind of creepy. So I peed, kind of looked around a little bit, saw what was going on, then I split. And what's really funny too is that like to, to keep myself awake at that time because I'd been up pretty, since pretty early because I wanted to help them pack and load the truck as much as possible before I did the gig. Um... I was pretty tired, <laughs> you know, and not going to lie, like I was trying really hard not to fall asleep. So I thought, well, what's the one thing I can do aside from blast music or cold air or something like that? It's record a podcast. So I flicked on my phone and it's on there. It's actually there on my phone right now. I think what I want to do someday is like upload it as like a bonus show or something, a filler. I don't know, but. It's kind of cool because I, it's a chronicled event, you know, it's, it's a milestone for me in this career that I've chosen. And I was able to effectively capture my reaction, you know, my, my energy just shortly thereafter. Like, I think I started recording on the drive home. I think I actually pause it when I go pee, too. <laughs> and then I, I talk about how creepy the house was and everything, and I think... I think it goes all the way until I pulled up to the house in Puyallup, but yeah, I'd like to upload that sometime because if if I can have that to go back to someday, I, I think that'd be really cool to have that like cemented in the annals of internet history, you know, just being like, oh, yeah, okay, I can go listen to that moment in life where I fucking rocked. <laughs> you know, that would be pretty fun. Um, but yeah, so I... I left the old house after going to the bathroom and then drove to the new one. 
And when I got here, I was like, I, I got kind of a taste of what the trip was going to be like. Because if you remember, I work up in Seattle still, and I live down in Puyallup. That's a long drive. Like, that's 80 miles round trip. So, yeah. Um, I have to leave here at 6 in the morning just to get there on time. And actually, even earlier now, because I start a half hour earlier, I worked out a deal with my boss to start at 7.30 and leave at 4.30 so I can get the jump on traffic a little bit. And, yeah, so... <laughs> where was I? Um, yeah, I got a feel of what that would be like, and I was just like, fuck, this is going to be such a long drive, and trust me, it is. But, you know, when I got... When I got here, you know, I walked in the front door. All the kids are sleeping up on the couch. You know, there's boxes everywhere. You know, it's it's a house in disarray because it's people literally just moved in. I go downstairs. I walk through the French doors. I close them, and I turn and look. There's some stuff scattered everywhere, mostly my stuff. And I'm just like, okay, cool. I walk into the bedroom, open the door, and <laughs> my fucking awesome girlfriend, she had put my bed together for me and my TV stand, and my TV, and my PlayStation hooked everything up so that when I got home, I could put something on, unwind, relax, fall asleep. <laughs> She's, I fucking love her. Uh, right when I walked in, I just said that. I'm like, I fucking love her. Um, and as I looked at this bedroom at that moment, I just told myself, this is worth it this is worth all of it, you know? <laughs> this is worth living six months inside of a fucking shed. This is worth the 40-mile commute. You know, this this is worth everything. And lo and behold, I mean, it's proven to effectively be so. I We've been here since... Oh, what, like November? Something like that? And... <laughs> it's been great. I I don't have to walk through a yard to go pee anymore. I don't have to pee in the yard. <laughs> I can shower just by walking through the you know living room. I don't have to put on shoes to go take a dump. <laughs> you don't know how weird that is to be happy about that. That's like something you wouldn't think about unless you lived back in the olden days where they had outhouses, you know? Or I guess if you go camping a lot, but for your regular living establishment, that shouldn't be mandatory. <laughs> uh, can't tell you how many times I stepped in dog shit. Thankfully, I only ever stepped in dog shit when I had my shoes on. Never once barefooted that bitch. Thank God. <laughs> um... But yeah, it's it's been pretty fucking rad. I've reorganized the bedroom three times since then. Got a new bed. Actually got a really sweet deal around Black Friday on this 12-inch memory foam mattress that for some reason is made with green tea. I don't know what that means. All I know is that it's really fucking comfortable. It's like sleeping on a... I guess I can't say it's like sleeping on a cloud because I don't know what that's like or if that's even possible. But... In the cartoons, when you see them kind of nuzzle into a cloud and they just look like they're literally floating on heaven, yeah, that's what that bed feels like for $170. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fucking rad. Uh, the only downside, I would say, 
to this house in general is just the amount of noise that's picked up. Like, if you notice, I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of whispering. I hope, I'm hoping I'm whispering because the parents, their bedroom is literally right above mine, which is good and bad. <laughs> I won't get into that, but um, you can guess. But the, obviously it sucks because the, the noise just travels a lot in this house. And I don't know how much they can actually hear of me talking. Also, the there's a vocal filter on this track for some reason called Edge Vocal. Thank you, GarageBand. I don't know what this is, but it sounds kind of echoey. So if it's a little unbearable, you know, fucking deal with it. Um, also, you might notice that I sound a little bit different. Or maybe you don't. It's been so fucking long since I've ever done this. Like, maybe I just sound normal. But <laughs> um, uh, back on Christmas, so so before Christmas, my mom was asking me. She's like, she's like, so why don't you do home recordings that much? I'm like, well, I can, but I don't have the right mic setup. Like, I only have condenser mics, which is great, but you have to keep them at a distance. Otherwise, they just pick up too much too much too quickly and they, they distort. She's like, well, what do you need? And I'm like, well, it's a dynamic microphone would be great. She's like, well, what kind would you get? Like, totally asking these questions blatantly like she's shopping. <laughs> I totally didn't pick up on it. I was like, well, maybe like a short SM57. You know, it's it's a cheap microphone, but it can take a beating. You know, it, it can take both, you know, sonically and physically. You know, they, they use the SM57 to mic up snare drums because the drummer might accidentally hit it with their stick. And if you bust the head off that, it's just a hundred bucks. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, that big of a deal. She's like, well, what about, or like, and she's like, so is that the one you would get? I'm like, well, either that and I was looking on the website. I'm, or the, I'm like, or this one called the Beta 57A. Like it has better frequency response. And I was just geeking out on it. I'm like, that sounds kind of cool. Lo and behold, she fucking bought it right then and there. Like, she was looking at the website the same time I was and bought it. And on Christmas morning, um, I opened up, actually, it was Christmas Eve. I opened up the gift, and I, was, I stared at it for, like, 20 minutes. I'm like, you got to fucking be kidding me. You did not buy this. <laughs> and oh, that's what I'm using right now. I actually bought a pop filter for it. Um, not the typical, like, screen one that you see on like the little metal bendy stand. Excuse me. But it's the, the the windscreen cushion that goes over. Excuse me. God, the tea is not reacting well. Um, the windscreen that goes over the microphone itself. So I'm holding it like pod block style and talking into it. But I've got a windscreen to prevent the pops, the p and the butt and the t. Puppet, puppet, puppet. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's really cool, um, and, and I love it. It's it's got a very different sound. I've done some guitar recording with it where I used it and a condenser together to just capture a very awesome stereo image, exactly like I want to do. So I'm I'm actually capable of stereo tracking now, <laughs> and I'm so excited. Um, it's pretty cool. I get to geek out at home. I don't have to do it at the studio. Um, so that's cool. It's it's really great. I haven't used it for anything um, vocal related before, so 
I thought, well, since I'm finally motivated enough to sit down and record a podcast, let's let's try it out. Hopefully, it's picking up more than what the wavelengths are showing. Otherwise, I'm fucked. But anyway, what else is going on? Uh, work is going good. Past my one-year mark at work. Uh, got a really good performance review to the point where my the only thing my boss said was wrong is that when I put things up on the shelves that are really high up and I put labels on them, I just need to increase the font size so we can read them from the floor. <laughs> like, that's the worst thing he said. So either I'm actually pretty good at my job or I'm just good at covering up my mistakes. So <laughs> um, it's been a good place to work for. I won't lie. The benefits are fucking insane. Uh, it just seems like throughout the year they just got better and better. They made some really great advancements in the benefits. They did some uh, better uh, enhancements on the 401k options. Um, we got a kick-ass uh, bonus to, to the point where what I was going to do is I was going to claim exempt on my taxes so that I could get my bonus in its entirety. And let's just say that if I had done that, see, we were told that we weren't going to get the bonus until the next paycheck. Well, we got it on the last paycheck, so I didn't get a chance to do that. But had I done so, let's just say I would have the most money I've ever had in my life at one point in time. <laughs> so, whoa, that's a terrifying thought. But, oh well. I might still go exempt on the next three paychecks just to kind of make up for it. It'll be the same amount. It's just going to be over time rather than all at once. So, oh well. Fucking government took almost $1,000 in taxes. Like, what is Donald Trump going to use that for? Guarantee you it's not to get a proper haircut. Jesus. A suit that fits his small hands. I don't, okay, I won't make this a Trump bashing podcast. That's what two first four. Um, <laughs> or pod blocked even, even though they just get a rise out of it. Uh, yeah. I'm really glad that the laptop failed, honestly. The, <laughs> the energy of this recording is so much better. Like, I feel like that was a good dry run, but this one just feels better. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, let's see, what else is going on? Oh, my girlfriend and I passed uh, having known each other for a year. <laughs> uh, we we have this thing where it's like, so I, I'm really good about remembering dates. And not that she isn't. It's just like, I'm like, hey, this is the one-year anniversary of this, and this is the one-year anniversary of that. And we passed the one-year mark of when we went on our first date. It's not when we first started being exclusive, although we totally were at the time. I mean, <laughs> come on. Um, but that's that's in a couple months itself. But it's you know it's pretty cool. It's the longest relationship I have been in in a while. <laughs> soon to be the longest relationship I've been in ever. And she's been very good for me, <laughs> to put it lightly. 
we I feel like we complement each other really well. You know, it, we both have pointed out how effortless it is to be together, and not not in the way that we don't put in effort. We we both put in a lot of effort to the relationship, but you know, it's it, it it's like we don't have to try, but we want to. You know, it's like I feel like before in past relationships, I've always like had to try to get to this level. I've had to push, 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 and push, and then I'm like exhausted. But I'm like, eh, okay, there I am. But you know, with her, it's just everything just happens naturally. You know, it's it's comfortable, <laughs> and it's it's wonderful. Um, and I mean, she puts up with a lot of my shit, which is got to be hard to do because I don't like putting up with it from myself. You know, over the last uh, three weeks, specifically, I've been seeing a counselor to learn how to finally deal with what these issues are that are plaguing me, because I get really bad anxiety, sometimes just for no reason. So, oftentimes, it's triggered by something, but more often than not, no, more often than not, it is triggered by something, but sometimes it's like it just comes out of nowhere for no reason. I just get this sense of impending doom, like something's about to happen. Like, the sky is not falling, but it's about damn near ready to. Oh, God. That tea is really good, but it is not settling well. Excuse me. Um, yeah, it's... It, it's funny, because, like, I've, I've realized over the past few months that it's anxiety is what it is. Like, I've been able to name it. And, you know, the old adage, if you can name your demons, then you take power away from them. Um, I think that's how it goes, hopefully. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm fucked. Uh, yeah, it's... I, I've known what it is, but, you know, looking back, I've seen this so much in my life. And when I finally just couldn't fucking take it anymore, I looked up my benefits program at work and there's an employee assisted program employee assistance program that offers three free counseling sessions. So I called them up and said, Hey, I need this and they said, Okay, go here and I went there and talked with this guy and he, he's really fun and he's really good at what he does because like he's so direct. Like he's like, So you're doing this thing where you like to beat yourself up. You know, you just don't allow yourself to be happy. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, knock it off. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, but he's he's really good at helping me ascertain exactly what is causing these issues. You know, he's given me some tools to, instead of just sit here and be like, why am I like this? You know, why is this happening? I'm I'm actually digging. I'm. I'm like, okay, it's not why is this happening, it's what is causing this. Where is this, you know, derived from? And how can I turn the tables and make it so it's not such a piece of shit? <laughs> make it so I don't feel like such a piece of shit. Um, but I took a couple questionnaires that he had, and, you know, they're clinical study scales that show that I have in the last six months at least, have exhibited signs of moderate anxiety and mild depression. So, that's fun. 
<laughs> um, but I've, I've got some good books to read, one given to me by him, uh, two other ones given to me by each of my girlfriend's best friends. Well, two of her best friends. <laughs> one each from two of her best friends. There we go. And the, the first book that my counselor gave me is called Feeling Good. It's um, a book on cognitive therapy, which is essentially teaching you to reprogram your thoughts because your thoughts are what generate your feelings. They, your thoughts create your feelings, essentially, you know. It's like the world happens, an action happens in the world. Your brain perceives it, it processes it, and channels it into your emotions. So, however your brain is is taking in what the world is doing is what's affecting the way you feel about it. So if you can train your brain to be like, that tree fell over. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know why this tree fell over. What can I, what's better? Um, uh, come on. If you, can if you can see something like, um, Oh, fuck. Okay, let's, let's say you know you're looking at the freeway and you see traffic coming on. Your brain is going to pick that up. And, you know, more often than not, you're going to go, fuck, traffic, great. Now i got to be stuck in that. That's instantly just going to make you feel like anxious. It's going to make you feel impatient. It's going to make you feel grumpy, you know. But if you can train your brain to like look at something that you have no control over and just think of it in a different light. Think of it as like, oh, well, now I have more time to listen to podcasts. <laughs> now I have more time to sit and jam out to music. Now I have more time to sit here and get lost in my thoughts. Something. I mean, that's probably a horrible example. But nevertheless... Excuse me. This is the worst podcast ever. And actually, <laughs> that right there, saying this is the worst podcast ever, is a... Uh, which one is that? Overgeneralization, I think? I don't know. I, I just read the chapter where it talks about ten different kinds of, of uh, thought patterns as a result of depression. And one of them is saying, like, you know, that's the worst thing ever. It's never going to get better than this. And, you know, it's... They're, they're broken down pretty categorically and really interesting, actually, to see, to read that and go, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> That's me in a nutshell. A crazy nut inside this nutshell. Um, yeah, so... That's what I've been dealing with in the past few weeks. And, and it's good and I mean, it's all good. You know, it's nothing about it is bad. It's, it's all good in the sense that it's stuff that needs to be done. You know, this is shit that I need to focus on, shit I need to deal with. And, and I'm doing it. But like the session I had last night just, just knocked the shit out of me. Because I left there with like questions, more questions. Like the last two times, there have been answers. I've been like, oh, that's why this is this way. 
and I could trace it back. I'd be like, oh, my God, I knew it. You know, I knew something was not necessarily wrong, but I knew something then had to have done with how I am now. But then last night, I just I left with more questions, and I'm like, uh, I don't feel good. <laughs> Which, you know, is because of my thought pattern. I was thinking about the session. I was like, I was like, well, I mean, I went through this whole thing, and I feel worse. So I'm thinking to myself, maybe it's maybe this isn't going to work. You know, I start like heading down a particular rabbit hole, and I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. That that's what this whole thing is teaching me is to catch myself before I get to the bottom, and start you know crawling my way back up, being like, come on, you know, you got to focus on positive things for now. You got to focus on what you can control, and you know, it's. That's that's what this one book is teaching me is is it's supposed to give me the tools to start combating those feelings that that downward spiral. Problem is I'm not there yet. <laughs> one of well I started reading the first one about you know obtaining um, a a good image of the self you know confidence you know finding yourself to be worthy of being in public <laughs> viewed by people you know it's just having a good self-image and that's something that that I've worked on over the last I say four or five years I really didn't much care for how I looked at one point um, I was not a fan and it was reflected in my personality I mean people could see it and it really turned people off so once I started being positive I had this old um uh, supervisor at my last at my first job that would tell me just look in the mirror and tell yourself I'm good looking I'm handsome I'm capable I'm worth it that you know there's all these positive uh, words of affirmation for yourself so I would do that and sure as shit I guess it worked I mean I'm I don't think I'm perfect but I don't think anybody really should I think that's honestly not a healthy sign to have for yourself but um, I mean, I think I'm, I think I'm pretty cool. <laughs> you know, I have my days. Most of today was pretty hard because I, I really just figured out the answers to my questions about uh, two hours ago. So <laughs> maybe that's why I'm in such a good mood right now because you know, like, yay, I cracked the code. Now what do I do with it? Why couldn't I have done this last night? And I could have told my counselor. We could have worked on it some more. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Um, but it's, it's been really nice, you know, it's, I've, I've had outlets, I have music, you know, I have work, I have my studio time, I have, well, I had podcasting, it was a good outlet, but I, I don't know that they were all, I mean, they were a way for me to channel that, emo those emotions into something positive, but they were never helping me deal with it, you know, it was, it was coping for sure. I was finding a way to process those emotions in such a way that wouldn't affect me negatively, but I wasn't getting to the root of them and figuring out why, <laughs> you know, what was causing them. So now I'm there, and that's a really good feeling. And I like it because it helps me be a better person. You know, it's it's not that I'm a bad person to begin with, but it helps me feel like I'm a better person. It helps me be a better version of me. 
Because if I can be a better me, then I can be better for the world around me. I can do better at my job. I can do better at school. I can be a better boyfriend. I can be a better family member. I can be a better son. Be a better brother. And, and see, that's where one of my biggest issues lies, is that I force myself to try and be all those things without taking care of myself first. When it's really just as easy to realize that if you, <laughs> if, if you take care of you, then that will take care of the world around you. But if you try and take care of the world around you first, all it's going to do is wear you out and make you feel like shit all the time. And that's not good. It doesn't help anybody, because if you're sitting there feeling like shit, then the world around you is going to feel like shit, because <laughs> you do. And it's, it's high time I quit that, so. Hi, I'm Packy. I suffer from depression and anxiety. And I'm here to tell you it's going to get better. It won't always be good. But it won't always be bad. And that's, that counts for something. So. Um, in other news, I got a new guitar. Hey, yeah, yeah, new guitar. Got my first actual Fender. Well, I guess my Strat Acoustic is made by Fender, but this one is um, a Fender electric guitar. Um, beautifully named the Fender Mustang. Yeah, it's part of the Offset series, which includes the Sonic Duo, the Jazzmaster, the Mustang, and I think there's one other one. I think they're all the same guitar. It just depends on what pickups are in it, if I understand correctly. But when I was reading up on the Mustang, like this is like the heart of garage rock and everything. And I'm like, that's me. <laughs> so I went to this local music store called Ted Brown Music, and they're part of a little chain. I think they're only in the, in the Washington area, state area, state. <laughs> And I was like, hey, I want this guitar. And they're like, we have one in another location. We'll ship it here. And then <laughs> I raced to get there. Like, after work, it was like 5.30, and I called them. I'm like, I'm on my way. And they're like, we close at 6. And I'm like, I'll be there at 6.05. And they're like, get here sooner. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I took, like, all the back roads, probably broke the wall a little bit. Maybe. I don't think I did. But, you know, I very well could have. And I get to the light. Oh, the God, it's a left-hand turn. The light's red. And the place is just like right there, and they're closed in five minutes. And, and I'm like, fuck, i got to wait for the traffic to go through and then the, the cross traffic to go, and then my light will turn. And I'm just like, fuck, 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 fuck. And then the light turned green, and it let me turn left. So I was like, thank you, pressure-sensitive traffic light triggers. <laughs> Uh, pulled in there, and I'm like, I want my guitar. And they're like, hey, you're here. It's so beautiful. And I plugged it in. The guy's like, you're the only one here. Be as loud as you want. And I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> I will do that. And I did that. And I did not set it down because I wanted it. So I bought it because I can. <laughs> and that was my tax refund. That wasn't even my bonus money. Um, 
So yeah, it was you know it was a crisp five hundred, but fuck, it's worth it. It's so pretty. The pit guard is like a pearlescent white, and the body is an olive green color, and she sounds so fucking gorgeous. And I would totally just plug it in and play it on the show right now, but it's like eleven o'clock at night, and I don't want to make noise because you know, like I said, the walls are pretty thin here, and. Fuck, if I play it not plugged in, I'm sure they can hear it, so. <laughs> yeah, oh well. Another one. N- another show for sure. Another time, promise. This feels good to do. I've I've been listening, you know, I, I listen religiously to podcasts, you know. Every week I'm so excited, you know, for Podblock to come out. They and, and they even started a new show that's only an extra 15 minutes, but it's about The Simpsons, and that's fun. Anything that Chris and Joe do, I will always be a fan of. So I get my pod block fix every week. And then usually every week I get a TNT fix. And then I've been listening to Podcast the 13th, you know, Jordan Shear's new show. And then I realized everything I listen to is in Canada. <laughs> like, what is going on? Um, even the Trailer Park Boys podcast. It's like I jump between those four the most because they're the most consistent weekly. Um, two for drops every now and then, and I haven't seen Tangent Bound in a while. Um, and Working Class Audio drops. I think it's I think it's weekly. Is it weekly or biweekly? I don't remember. Shoot the Shred has been dropping episodes like crazy, and I'm so backlogged on those. I got to catch up on Eric's show for sure. The last one I listened to, he actually gave me a sweet shout out at the beginning. And granted, that was like months ago, <laughs> but that was pretty cool. Eric, if you happen to listen to this, thanks, buddy. I, I never did tell you how much I appreciate that. That was really awesome. Um, yeah, uh, there's, so I'm just going to go ahead and spoil this right now. There's talks of a new show, new podcast coming out, uh, hosted by yours truly. My girlfriend and her friends like the idea of a podcast and they kind of want to do one like really badly where the four of us just sit around and talk because (laughs) they've got some really fucking awesome stories to tell. And if we can get those on record, I I want the world to hear it because it's really fucking funny. So, um, yeah. Stay tuned for that, because that might start happening soon. Assuming I can get the right mic set up. I think I can just use the blue snowball and aim it at everybody. (laughs) And it should work just fine. And if it does, you know, what I think it will, and if we stay consistent with it and we can make it happen, then I'll upgrade to the Yeti. I'll go either repair my old one or I'll just get a new one. Because that at least has the omnidirectional mode that I can just set it in the middle of the room and we can all talk into it and it should work just fine. Although ideally, I would love to have individual vocal tracks for each person. But that's just me being a nitpicky engineer. <laughs> so, you know, oh well. Um, but yeah, so that about catches us up in the last few months. You know, it's it's funny because like I've I've been dealing with the depression and the anxiety so much lately, and then I sit here and I talk about how life has been, and I know it's not bad. It's just 
sometimes I just get that bleak outlook and I don't know how to get out of it. Like one little thing goes wrong and I'm just like, fuck everything. <laughs> uh, but, you know, on the up and up, that's good. That's very good. So, I think that about does it. Um, I've been kind of contemplating saying since, you know, I've done 30 episodes so far that maybe I'll just like uh, cut the tape right there and, and start this as season two which also means, you know, no more same outro. I don't even know if I'll put the music on this one or not. Um, I might want to re-record that now that I actually kind of know what I'm doing. Although, to be perfectly honest, my old delayed effect intro is pretty sweet. I don't know how the fuck I did that when I didn't know what I was doing, but I think it sounds pretty rad, but uh, I'd like to try and re-record that, so maybe soon. Um... But for now, I got to get the fuck to bed. So, you know, for now, uh, thanks for listening, as always. <laughs> uh, stay tuned, because I ain't out of the podcasting game yet. It's going to take a lot more than that to kick me out, so uh, I'll be back. Just wait. All right. Peace out, bitches. <laughs>